Yes, and good evening, everyone. And um, thanks for being out at church tonight. I know the weather isn't so good outside, but it's good to be together, isn't it, church? It's really good to be together. It does our heart good, and it definitely does your heart good tonight as we come before God's word. And tonight. I'm going to be looking at something that's kind of been on my heart a wee bit recently when I was reading my Bible this week on Monday. Something just really jumped out of me and it's something that you and I can relate to no matter what journey of life that you find yourself on, whether you're young or maybe not. So maybe you've been to church a lot or maybe you haven't. It's definitely something that we all can relate to and something that I believe that we all need to hear and be reminded of. You see, if you haven't been about at Living Hope, we have kind of been in this bit of a season of, I believe, just reminding ourselves of some things, reminding ourselves of what God's done, renewing our confidence in him. Pastor Charles came and spoke at a Tuesday night meeting. If you weren't there, you really, really missed out. He talked about renewing our confidence in God. We've been reminding ourselves in worship how good God has been. We've been remind, reminding ourselves how he's still God, despite of everything that happens around us. You know, things might be hard for you tonight. Things might be really good for you but regardless in church we've just been reminding ourselves really simply that God is still God and he's still good and so with that in mind I want to do the same thing tonight I want to remind you of some simple truths and they might seem really basic at first they might be like I've heard that before Rebecca I've been there heard it but I want to let you know that it's good and important to be reminded of some things it's good to be reminded of them in our journey of walking with God and maybe tonight you haven't heard what I'm going to speak on and if that's you tonight I want to just encourage you that tonight could be a really life-changing night for you and if you have heard it before as well God can do something amazing in you not because it's me speaking but because he's God and because he can do what he wants to do because it's his word so I simply want to do that tonight I want to remind us of some things tonight could be an incredible night for me it could be an incredible night for you again not because of what I say but because what God can do and I'm believing for that church I don't know about you but I am too so if we want to just um, bow our heads I'm going to pray for us if that's okay before we come before God's word so God just thank you that this is nothing to do with us. Thank you, God, that it's your word, Lord. And I pray that you would speak to us through it. God, I pray that no matter who we are, God, no matter what walk of life we find ourselves in, God, that you would speak to our heart. God, that your word is so able, God, to pierce through our heart. And I pray that it would just do that tonight and that you would get all the glory for it. Amen. Amen. Um, church, if you haven't seen it on the screen behind you, tonight I want to talk about this idea of the, re the way of rest. Now, before we go any further, I want to address something, okay? I'm not going to be talking about the idea of getting more sleep, okay? Though I'm sure if you speak to Evan at the door, he will definitely tell you that he needs a lot more sleep because what I didn't tell him before marrying him is I talk in my sleep, okay? Often he's actually told me that I scream. I let these big screams out, okay? So Evan will definitely advocate for more, better sleep. But tonight, that's not what I'm going to be talking about. I'm going to be talking about something way more important. You see, September has started. It's already went by so quick. Everything's back into gear. Kids are back to school. Routines have commenced. Maybe you've went back to the gym. Maybe your routine has got a lot busier. Daylight's shorter. The hours don't seem long enough. We all have this dilemma, don't we? You see, we'd all love a less busy week. We'd love more hours to rest physically. 
But one thing I'm not sure that we often talk about is this need that we all have deep in the inside of us. And it's really this need for a rest that comes from God himself. It's the true way of rest. It's a rest when we feel oh so weary that God would come and he would give us his rest. And you know the thing before I start, we can so easily mistake in this rest by treating it with other things. For example, we think when we're weary, we need more days off work. We think we need a better work-life balance, more recognition, less responsibility, more holidays, more time to herself. And not that those things aren't valid, but it's what our culture would have us buy into. We think that that's the treatment for the restlessness we have on the inside of us. But tonight, I want to challenge you and encourage you that the rest that I'm talking about is so different. And it's so much better. It's the way of rest and it truly comes from God. And you and I all need it. And before we get started, there's this quote. And it says this, it says, oh, is that on Jacob, buddy? There you go. Oh. It says, you have made us for yourself and our heart is restless until it rests in you. Let me say that again. You have made us for yourself and our heart is restless until it rests in you. You see, the Bible has so much to say about rest, but tonight I'm going to look at this really familiar passage that if you've been around church, you'll definitely have heard it before. It's in Matthew 11, 25 to 30. And if you have your Bible, you can get it out or you can watch the screen. If you're taking notes, um, I really encourage you to do that tonight. It says this in Matthew 11, 25 to 30. It says, at that time, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you've hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and to anyone whom the Father chooses to reveal him. And then the well-known verse we know it says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. So church, this passage of scripture that you and I probably know the fairy tale end of very, very well, Jesus is talking to two groups of people. So the two groups of people are this, there was the crowd. So there's a crowd of people who were trying to follow Jesus oh so hard. And then there was a group of people over on this side called the scribes, okay? These people were those who were like the religious elite at that time. They thought they were like the bee's knees. They were completely obsessed with the law by adding things onto it for others to achieve. But here's the thing about this group, the scribes who loved the law. You see, they loved the law. They were obsessed with it. But the thing was that they never kept it for themselves. They made God's laws that were set out in the Old Testament burdensome, heavy, and completely impossible for people to keep. You see, everything they did, therefore, was therefore for other people to see what they were doing, yet they weren't doing it for themselves. They wanted other people to do something that they weren't willing to do for themselves. And Jesus says this about them. He says, for they preach, but do not practice. They tie up heavy burdens, hard to bear, and they lay on people's shoulders, but they themselves aren't willing to move them with their fingers. 
They do all their deeds to be seen by others, for they make their phylacteries broad and their fringes long. So that word phylactery simply actually ties in really well with the context because it was simply a box that they had in the Old Testament which contained the law, okay? So it says in this verse that they made that really broad, this box that contained the law. They were kind of carrying what I picture, this big, big, big box, bigger than what other people's would be because they love to be seen by other people about the law and the fringes when I looked at this it was like a tassel that was attached to their garment okay and they would have had four at that time and they simply wore them to remind them of the law okay these tassels that reminded them of the law these people loved to be seen by other people they were obsessed with the law they made it impossible to keep and made it ridiculously hard for people And of course, our group of people over here, the people who were trying to follow God, who were trying to love God, were being affected by these people. Truly, the people over here, they had no rest. They were perhaps both physically and definitely spiritually drained, trying to keep up with it. They were spiritually drained, trying to keep up with the standard that they could never keep, and more importantly, one that God never actually asked them to in the first place. You see, the scribes over here, this people who had the big broad boxes and the tassels that tied to them that talked about the law all the time. You see, they were follow, trying to make following God so impossible and the people were way down. And so church, that's where Jesus comes in and he says those words, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. And Jesus comes and he offers so beautifully this group over here who are trying to follow him rest and you know what the great thing is tonight church he not only offers this group of people rest but he also offers you and i rest tonight the group who feel weary he offers them rest and you know what what i find great about jesus he doesn't offer them go get five hours sleep rest and see how you feel when you wake up but he offers them a rest that is so much better and so church before we go further we're going to take a look at that tonight We're going to take a look at this rest that Jesus offers us tonight. And you know what? This is for me tonight as much as it's for you. There's times where we feel weary. There's times where we feel burdened and weighed down. So here's the way of rest that I'm going to talk about tonight. There's three things in particular. So the way of rest in trust, the way of rest in Jesus, and the way of rest in the cross. And the first one, okay, the way of rest in trust. We're going to um, go back to the very start of our passage, which is what these points have been based on. The very start of our passage says this, and at that time, Jesus declared, I thank you, Lord, Father of heaven and earth, that you've hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. You see, Jesus begins by thanking God for hiding truths about who he is for those who simply think they're smart in their own eyes and rely on their own understanding. And that's simply this group of people over here who think that they're too smart and too wise. And you know, here's the first thing about rest tonight. And this isn't easy. This is something I have to think about too. But you see, the thing is, we're never going to have rest that comes from God by relying on our own understanding, by thinking that we know it all like the scribes. The first actually makes it so clear. It says God has actually hidden truths about who he is from those who rely on their own understanding. 
who think they're too smart for it or be all in need of it. So can I begin by simply saying, don't let your heart become like that before God and ask him to change it. And practically, let's look at it. The first thing is this really, really simply. If you want to find rest and true rest in God, quit relying on your own understanding. You see, the way to rest doesn't come from trying to outsmart God like the scribes tried to do. It doesn't come from having all the knowledge yet having no walk with God. It doesn't come by following what others say over God and what he says about himself. It doesn't come from having things worked out for yourself. It doesn't come from being someone, I know I agree with this, who needs to have everything worked out. Rest doesn't come from that. And that's why the Bible tells us in Proverbs 3, verse 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart and then what's to say and lean not on your own understanding. You see, throughout the Bible, Jesus makes it clear that we cannot and should not rely on our own understanding. The why, the how, the when, as if we were ever and we will ever, ever be strong enough or wise enough to understand and determine how God works. We aren't God and we were never made to know all the answers. Because you see, time and time again, the Bible reads stories of people who had these trials and had tragedies. And did they always know what happened? No, they actually didn't. There was a guy called Job in the Bible, and I read about him recently. He lost everything. He lost absolutely everything. He tried to work it all out, but he couldn't. You see, he simply didn't have the knowledge of God. So church, practically, if you want to find the true way of rest, one thing I want to tell you is that the way of rest isn't found in relying on your own understanding, trying to outsmart God or being wise in your own eyes. But here's how it's simply found. It's found in trust. You see, the way of rest is found in trust because if you think about it, when we don't rely on ourselves. When we don't rely on our own understanding, then we're simply forced or asked to trust in someone else. And that person should be God. And the next part of our passage really explains that. It said that you've hidden these things from the wise and understanding and you've revealed them to little children. You see, little children are funny, aren't they? Parents would say that they get to like this certain age and they think they know everything, okay? Parents in here might be like that age is getting younger and younger and younger by the day, but kids think they know everything. Find this funny photo, a kid trying to do everything. You see, that's the way little kids are, but in reality, little children don't know much. You see, they rely on someone else for their understanding. They need to trust someone else for a lot of things. Little children require faith in someone. And that's what the first tells us, that God has revealed these little truths to. And that's not God saying, I've revealed truths about who I am to everyone under the age of four who looks cute and goes into kids' face tonight. But God simply saying, people who trust, people who rely on me, because this is the thing Little children have to rely on mum or dad or whoever cares for them, for their knowledge and understanding. You see, little children don't know much and they have a need for someone to rely on. And that's who God has revealed little truths to. People who rely on someone, 
People who know that they don't have it all worked out and so they desperately need someone to rely on. People who know that they don't have the power in themselves to get through what life throws at them. So they actually have to cling on to someone to bring them through it. And church, I want to remind you tonight, to find rest, not only do we quit relying on our own understanding, but we need to become like these little children. Not immature, not crying all the time because we don't need any more of those, but we simply need people who rely on God. They rely on someone else. And practically, I love to give these points because it's important as we go in our week. How does that look for you? How does it look to be more like a little child? Maybe for you it means stop trying to put your hand to things that God's trying to work out. Maybe it means being more patient. Perhaps it means spending more time with God in the Bible and allowing God to bring you peace. Just spending time with him. Perhaps it means less time for destructive habits. You see, this whole idea of trusting in God and the way of rest, I want to make it really, really clear before I go any further. You see, the way of rest, when I say that we trust God, it doesn't mean that everything will work out for you. Okay, so sorry to ring like a darner to it, but it really doesn't. It doesn't mean that when you use the formula, I'm going to trust God, so I'm going to get X, Y, and Z. That's not how trust works. But the trust that I'm talking about is a trust that if you know God, one day it'll all be made well and whole when you see Jesus. That things might forever suck on this earth. There might be trials and tragedies, but one day when you see God, he will wipe away every tear. You can trust tonight and you can rest tonight that God's not going to fail you. And that doesn't mean that if you ask him to do something, him failing you, failing you means that you've got what you want and you haven't got what you want. That's not what that means. When I said that you can trust that God's not going to fail you, I simply mean that you can trust his character, okay? Because that's not going to fail you. The answer might fail you by what you want in your life, but actually the answer isn't that. The answer is God's character and that never changes. He's faithful, he's reliable, he's compassionate, he's God. You know, the, the idea of this rest found in trust is found in knowing that one day God will answer, but it'll be in his way, in his time, not our way and our time. And tonight, if you know or don't know God, you can trust him and you can find rest for your soul. So if you're taking notes tonight, or you simply just need to like whisper into yourself, you know, the way of rest is found in trust. The way of rest in my life is found in trust. Quit relying on your own understanding and trust. I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you've hidden these things from the wise and understanding, and you've revealed them to little children. Because here's the thing, little children, trust. Another way to rest, it comes by trust, but it's simply by coming to Jesus. You see, the way of rest is found in Jesus. This is such a simple point, but so profoundly can have an impact on you tonight. You see, Jesus simply gives you and I, like he gave to the crowd back then in verse 28, this invitation to come to him, this invitation that we talk about in church, he gives you the invitation to come to him. All who labor and are heavy laden, and he will give us rest. And this is echoed actually throughout the rest of the Bible. It says in Revelation 22:17, the spirit and the bride say, Come and let the one who hears say, 
come. It says in Hebrews 4, 16, that let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and grace to help in time of need. You see, church, we're simply asked and invited in the Bible to come. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden. And you see, the thing with this group over here, okay, the scribes, that was the religious elite, the ones who were obsessed with the law. You see, they were trying to keep up this unachievable standard that the scribes had put on them. You see, Jesus, people would say, when Jesus uses this word labor, in verse 28, he meant that the burdens we place on ourselves, for example, Let's think about some things. Maybe taking things into our own hands might be a burden that we carry. Maybe it means that if we've got unconfessed sin and we're not coming to God with it, maybe it means that when we're thinking we're the center of the universe and all that matters is us, maybe we're letting our walk with God suffer because of something. Maybe we're carrying guilt and shame and we don't come to God with it. Maybe we're trying to take matters into our own hands and then we become burdened. But you know the thing is with these burdens that you and I pick up every day, day by day, God invites us to come and have rest in the midst of those. He asks us to come and lay those burdens down. So church, before I go any further, here's your invitation right now just to come okay to come here's your invitation to come and find rest that you and i so desperately need in jesus don't leave this until like tuesday to find rest in jesus after church tonight you can walk out of here maybe not feeling different but maybe just knowing that you have found a rest in your soul because you have been reminded of something about the character of god you see you have an invitation tonight to come and find rest. But here's the thing about the group of people over here. You see, this group of people who were trying to follow God but were being weighed down by these burdens, of course they were being affected by other people. They were being affected by this obsession with the law. But actually, part of it was actually their issue. If you think about it, of course it was these guys over here who were laying the burdens on top of them. But actually, they had an issue too. And their issue was a lot deeper than carrying burdens because part of their issue was what they believed. They were being made to believe that they had to achieve all the laws. And actually, it was a wrong belief that was causing unrest among them. They were believing the wrong stuff. So practically, I want to challenge you and encourage you tonight that not only should we quit relying on our own understanding and becoming like little children, and we trust. But actually, here's some practical things for us to do tonight as we think about rest. The first one is this. Look at your beliefs. John Boom says this, and I love it. He says, but what makes us most weary aren't the things that we do. It's what we believe. What makes us most weary aren't the things that we do. It's what we believe. And we're in our culture, we're in our society, and sometimes the Christians, the friends among us, tell us the opposite. They would tell us, take a Sunday off. Like, go and rest some more. Like, you don't need to be at church. You don't need to be around God's people. You're feeling weary. Like, miss church. Go and lie down for a while. But actually, what makes us most weary maybe aren't the things that we do. It's perhaps what we believe because this is the thing and it was interesting pastor Reese talked about this this morning because 
I didn't know this at all, but you see, if anything, if we believe that anything that we do achieve or can do for God is going to make us love him, love us anymore, or is the thing that enables us to come before him, then we've got our beliefs in God totally wrong. You see, look at your beliefs because we could never, ever, ever, ever earn God's love or his salvation. Therefore, it's not based on you and I. Thankfully, it's not. Jesus, when he went to the cross, it's based on what he did for us. Because you see, this is the truth. Rest comes when we look at our beliefs and see if they line up with God's word. And if they don't, of course, we're going to be like this group who have heavy burdens and who feel weary all the time because it's to do with what we believe. Of course, if we believe wrong things about God's love and his attention to us, of course, we won't be walking in peace having joy and confidence in God. And tonight, you could maybe realign your beliefs and find rest in God. So not only do we quit relying on our own understanding, being wise in our own eyes, we trust in God and we look at our beliefs. And maybe this week, maybe that's something that you need to do as you go home. Maybe ask yourself, like, who is God to me? Who is God to me? And how is this affecting what I believe? What are you released? Because what makes us most weary aren't the things that we do. It's what we believe. You see, the way of rest is found in coming to Jesus and in doing that, looking at what we believe. And the next thing is this, and it's really clear in the first that we've read, the next thing is just simply learn from Jesus because it says in Matthew 11, 29, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. You see, Jesus says, take take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you're like, Rebecca, I thought you were talking about rest, but actually you have told us to do a lot of things tonight. But you see this action from Jesus when he says, take my yoke upon you, it's like an instrument, okay? It was used for labor, and it's what I pictured to be when I looked at it. It was like you're plowing or pulling through a field. It would be hard. It would be a struggle. But here's the catch. This group of people over here, the yoke for them was the law, okay? Because they thought that their work and their effort was everything to do with the law. By trying to achieve this standard, the religious elite thought that the law was the yoke. They thought the law was something people had to pull at and work at and struggle at and be burdened at and be weary at. But actually, Jesus comes and he says to us, Take my yoke upon you, not the law upon you. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and lowly in heart. You see, Jesus tells us tonight, my teachings that you find in God's word, take them upon you. It's not just live the life whatever you want to live. That's not what I'm telling you tonight. It's not go and do what you want and then face the consequences. That's not what Jesus tells us. He says, learn from me. I have instructions for you to follow for my glory and for your good. Follow them. I have a life for you to live. And you know, Jesus knew that it was impossible for us to keep every law. Hence why I had to go to the cross for us. You see, Jesus knew that we could never obtain this standard that the scribes put on us, that this law that we had to follow and achieve and work earnestly at. Jesus knew that we could never, ever achieve that. And we could never be perfect before a holy God. 
And so he sacrifices his life for us. Yet the law still exists because we need rules to follow. We as people will be hopeless without them. But it exists in this brand new form because of Jesus going to the cross. So Jesus says to them and you and I, and I take my yoke upon you and learn from me. And so can I say to you tonight to find rest, why don't you learn from Jesus? Why don't you learn how he walked, what he taught, what God's word tells us? Maybe being more patient, being more kind as Jesus was. Of course, there was times Jesus had a righteous anger. Maybe you need to learn to hate injustice, how Jesus done that too. Maybe serving those who can't do anything in return for you. Learn from Jesus, the way of rest is found in learning from Jesus. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you know what? Here's the thing about learning from God, and it was so clear this morning in Pastor Reese. You see, you and I aren't perfect. If you've accepted Jesus into your life, it means that you go on this journey of being made more like God. None of us are the finished product. And so that means, of course, there's going to be times where we feel when we let God down. And that might be often. But tonight, we have an invitation in finding rest by coming to Jesus. And that might mean for some of us coming and confessing some things that we have done wrong. You see, guilt and shame can have an awful burden on the back of us. But here's the great thing about God, and it says it in Hebrews 4.16 that we read tonight, that therefore let us come boldly to the throne of grace, and then we obtain mercy and grace to help us in our time of need. So I want to encourage you tonight that you have access to God to obtain mercy and grace in your time of need. The Bible tells us that when we come and we confess our sins, that God is faithful and he's just to forgive us. And here's the great thing about mercy. Mercy, I find this description and it's amazing. It says mercy can be described as compassion or forgiveness shown towards someone who has the power to respond with punishment. Mercy can be described as compassion or forgiveness shown towards someone, you and I, from someone who has the power to punish. How amazing. You and I can come to Jesus tonight for rest by finding his mercy. Because the reality is we deserve the punishment. Jesus could have punished us. God could have. The punishment is meant to be ours, but he sends his son for us instead. You see, grace is God's love shown towards us. And you and I can tonight experience rest by having both, by having mercy and grace to help us in our time of need. You see, we don't need to run. We don't need to hide because God knows us anyway. You see, the way of rest is found in knowing Jesus. And tonight, I know there's a lot of little points that maybe you could work on this week. Maybe one thing that you can take away, whether that's learning from Jesus, reading more about who he is and applying them to your life. Maybe it means just coming to Jesus. Maybe it means trying not to work out your own understanding of a situation. Maybe it means not being too wise in your own eyes, thinking that you can outsmart God, because here's the thing, you can't, okay? You will find rest when you try not to do that. Maybe we need to begin to trust in God more. 
and become like little children who are so reliant on him. Maybe you need to go away this week and look at what you believe about God. Maybe you're weary tonight because of sin in your life. But can I tell you, whatever it is, you can find rest. Not because of what I tell you, but because of what God tells you. And you can find rest for your souls. And I don't know about you, but I need that. And I know that some of you need that tonight. You need to find that rest for your souls. But here's the thing before I finish. The thing is, we could talk about all of this we could talk about rest all night and miss the final thing because the final thing is you can find rest in the cross we could talk about everything and miss the real thing you could aim to not be wise in your own eyes you could think about your beliefs you could try and learn more about god and still miss the rest that he offers because the greatest need for rest in all of mankind is not the rest that we find in ourselves, but actually it's the rest that's found in the cross by coming to Jesus. You see, because on the cross, Jesus took our heaviest burden, okay? Not the burden of feeling weary and down by burdens in life, but actually the burden of our sin, which is the heaviest burden that you and I could ever carry. The biggest load that weighs us down and that's sin, the stuff that you and I do wrong. And I would be so wrong tonight to not talk about rest and yet not offer it to people who don't know Jesus tonight, that the rest you can find by coming to the foot of the cross. And you know this rest, let me put it out there and be blunt with it. It's not found by being a good person. It's not found by paying in the church or maybe buying things in church is not found by doing good deeds so those things are good as we talked about today it's not trying to overcome one bad habit per week so that you feel like you can get closer to God and finally make that decision to follow him you see that's what the scribes believe they believe that they had to achieve something to follow God but you see the way of rest is found in the cross and here's the way because one day over 2,000 years ago Jesus, the perfect son of God, brought us before God because he came and he lived a perfect life. Then one day sacrificed his life for you and I. And he did that so that we could find our rest in the cross. You see, rest, think about it. It doesn't take a lot to actually make this understand in your mind, but trying to work for it trying to pay into church, trying to be a good person, of course, that's never going to give you rest because you're constantly trying to achieve a standard that God had never set out for you and one that you cannot achieve. Because you see, over 2,000 years ago, Jesus came and he brought us before a holy God that we could come before a holy God. You see, our sin made a gap between us and God and Jesus came to take away that separation so that you and I could find rest in the cross. And my question is for you tonight, whether you're watching online or maybe you'll encounter someone this week or maybe you're in here and that's you. My question is, do you find rest in the cross? Do you know that you have a walk with God that if something happened to you when you left here that you would go to heaven? And that is not me condemning anyone. That's not me judging anyone. That's me offering you rest tonight. It's not me pointing a finger, but it's me offering you this rest that comes from Jesus because you might believe it, you might not, but actually your greatest need is actually getting this right. 
Your greatest need is coming to the foot of the cross to find rest because your heart will always be restless until it rests in God. Your heart will always be restless if you're trying to achieve something. If you think you can be a good person, that's going to make God love you. That's not right, okay? The way of rest is found in the cross and responding to what Jesus has done for you and coming to him in response to that and you know if that's you tonight and you want to make that response it's really clear in the bible in romans 10 verse 9 that if you declare with your mouth that jesus is lord and believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead you will be saved okay we believe that he has been raised from the dead and we declare with our mouth that he's lord which simply means we declare him lord over our life over our decisions over our time our life is now based on following jesus okay so that's the response that you and i can make tonight when we come to find our rest in the cross and i'd be so wrong to not tell you about that opportunity that you have tonight that invitation to find rest in Christ, actually coming and making a relationship with him, that you just don't want to be a good person, that you just don't want to come to church, but actually you want to have a living, breathing relationship with God, and you find that rest in the cross, because you will be utterly restless until you do, okay? So I want to just challenge you with that. Do you find your rest in the cross? And maybe you have, and that's great. But maybe tonight you still feel really, really weary. And actually me giving you practical points has actually maybe made you feel a bit more weary because you're like, how can I try and do that in the midst of everything that I have going on this week? Like you don't know what my schedule looks like and these things are things that I have to do. But I want to let you know tonight that regardless of what our week looks like, whatever our schedule looks like, that you can still find rest in Jesus. And there's a way of rest that you can have. Maybe it means quit relying on your own understanding and think that you have to be God over everything and you have to try and achieve everything and work everything out, that the whole world's relying on you and the weight of the world's on your shoulders because it's not. And you can leave that with God tonight. Maybe it means becoming like a little child who in that photo is so reliant. Maybe it means just in the morning, God, I can't do this day without you. My day might be oh so busy, but God, I can't do this without you. Maybe it means for me, maybe looking at my beliefs, what do I believe about God? Because that, as that quote says, what we believe isn't, what we do, sorry, isn't the thing that makes us weary. It's what we actually believe about God that'll affect how we live. Maybe you need to learn from Jesus, okay? You can, if you're new to church, if you're new to faith, start in the Gospels, okay? Like Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, okay? And find out something about Jesus and try and do it. Ask God to make me more like Jesus. Learn from Jesus. Take a look at how he did things. Maybe tonight you need to confess. Maybe there's something that you need to confess and the burden will be lifted off your shoulders because God offers grace and mercy. And finally tonight, if you haven't made that decision to find rest in the cross that you know, you know, you know, you know that I have made that decision to follow Jesus, you can find rest for your souls. And that's the greatest need. And church, if there was something that I maybe said tonight that's kind of challenged you or encouraged you or you just sense God speaking to you, 
don't go away without asking someone to pray with you. Don't go away without responding in your heart about that because God wants to meet us. That's the great thing. He doesn't want us to come and just do church. Like, what's the point? There's plenty of people that come and do that. But maybe tonight God wants to meet us in the moments that we have in worship as Scott and the team come up to play our final song. Maybe you just need to respond in that. So church, I'm going to invite the worship team up and going to ask everyone to close their eyes Why? I pray. So God, just thank you for tonight. Thank you that we can find rest for our souls, that our hearts are truly restless until they rest in you, Lord. And I pray for everyone in here tonight, God, myself included, whatever the application may be of this, whatever the takeaway may be, God, that you would speak to our hearts, God, that you would pierce through our hearts like the word of God does, God, and just speak to us. May we truly find rest. Maybe our week looks so busy. Maybe we're weary and weighed down and burdened by things, but God, you can be the lifter of that. You're the lifter of our heads tonight. And just thank you for that, Lord. Thank you that when we trust you, God, it doesn't mean that things will always work out, but God, we know that you're with us, that you're on our side, that if you're for us, then no one can be against us, Lord. And I pray that if anyone doesn't know you in here tonight, God, that you would grant them that, that they would find rest in the cross and come and do you. So church, if you all want to stand, we're going to um, finish with this final song. And if you need to respond, you can do that too.